having the right intent about your training or your fitness is going to directly impact, um, you know, you know, whether you're doing competing training or, uh, you know, practicing. I'm Patrick Chandler. I'm TJ Kiblin. I'm Nick Reyes. And you're listening to Sweat Daily Podcast. Let's have a little fun. All right. I love it. What are we talking about today, guys? Fitness for performance. Fitness for performance. Good. I like that. We'll have to come up with a creative title, but uh, I think I think this is going to be a really valuable topic that we can talk about today. I think uh, a lot of different um, you know aspects uh, that that are related to fitness. So um, I'm getting a little bit off off scatterbrained here. What I think is going to be important um, is that this is going to apply to people that like to do fitness competitions that maybe like to do athletic performance, you know, any sport under the sun you can think of, but also this will be important for um, people that need physical performance in their daily life profession, whether military, um, firefighter, police, any type of first responder, um, somebody that needs physical activity. I think this um, message or will, the, the take home message will be important for them today. So I think we can dive right in and we can kind of talk a little bit about basically three things that, that kind of break down performance. And those three things that we're going to talk about are competition, um, they're going to be training, and we're going to talk about practice. Practice? practice. <laughs> I knew one of us. I was, like, <laughs> been waiting. Yeah. I was wondering which one was going to go, and you guys just happened to do both at the same <laughs> time. So but that was pretty good. So, uh, so, yeah, we're talking about practice. So I think... Let's start with competition. I'm going to throw it to you guys, and we can kind of workshop this on air with what would you guys define competition? One for you, and we don't have to make like a Webster's definition, but what would you say competition is? God, for me, it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to compete fastest up the stairs, you know, everything. No, um, it's, you know, that could be sport specific, but, you know, we think about the Super Bowl. You know, that's a competition. You think about the CrossFit Games. That's a competition. You might think about your turkey trot that you're trying to win in November as a competition. So... That's kind of how I define it. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to uh, anything that you are going to put your full effort into, right? Like whenever you, you think of like full send, you know, <laughs> you can full send your turkey trot, yeah. you know, or you could just, you know, half step your turkey trot, right? So it's like what gets your heart rate up, right? what makes you nervous when it's like, it's, it's almost yeah. go time. I like that. I like that a lot because everybody, well, I don't say, but I think a lot of people out there know, um, even if it's just like a, like a, a fitness class, but that means something to you, that workout where you're like, man, like I know I should be good at this. And your palms start to get a little bit of sweaty, knees weak, arm spaghetti, yeah. or mom spaghetti. <laughs> sorry, I messed up the lyric, damn it. Uh, um, no, but like, so, and that could be pickup basketball for you. Yeah. We were just talking about pickup basketball, those people that go way too full send, like Nick, that's yeah. just darting <laughs> all day and setting hard screens on people. Like, oh, man, like, absolutely I'm just into those fun. things. But, but yeah, so I mean, it can literally be anything that you like really value and you want to put your full heart and effort and soul right. into right yep. so i like that i like that definition um a lot so how would you guys define training um you know and, and when i say training i think of training like training for a competition um, which is a little bit different but what do you guys think you want, you want to touch on this um yeah so i would say that that's like uh, a, a slightly dialed back version mm -hmm. um 
you know, I know we're going to go to practice next, but I would say training probably is the realm that covers someplace between practice and competition and touches on both. Right. right. So if we're looking at a ladder, um, we know, or we're looking at it like a scale or a range practice absolutely needs to have competition aspects in it and, and encroach on that intensity. But it's also the, the range all the way down towards like just general fundamental and foundational movement and practice. Does that right. kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So like if we put a, put an example on this uh, for all our soccer players out there, uh, you know, competition would be the game um, and the height of competition would be like the World Cup. But uh, training would be, you know, you're going to play a scrimmage. So you're literally implementing the same skills yep. and, and literally the same structure, but it's not nearly, it's not World Cup intensity. You're just scrimmaging. You're trying to get better right. at that, that competition. So, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. I think that's, you know, part of the reason why people get so nervous come competition is because they put all that training in beforehand. And, and that's why it means so much to them. It's the, the test. hours of it's the, training. It's the hours of training. It's the test. It's the, yeah. It's right. the possibility of maybe letting yourself down. Yeah, there's a lot, 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 lot to unpack there. Right, yeah, and that's getting into some psychological stuff, which, again, we're probably not super equipped to handle. Oh, we're going to touch on some But of we that. can touch on it a little <laughs> bit. So, um, so let's, let's throw out another definition, uh, and that definition will be for practice. Practice. Alan Iverson out there. I hope you're listening, Alan. You want Alan. practice? I can say practice. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think practice is when you're, you know, you start to evaluate yourself and, and, and things that you want to work on. Um, and Nick talked about kind of those, those ranges. You know, I think it's something that you, you really slow down and, and try to focus in on, you know, just the quality of something that you're doing, whether it's like a, a free throw or in our case, like a hollow rock, which is a gymnastics movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have to look at those as practice. Um, and then, you know, obviously, once you get really good at those things, then you can start implementing that in your training. Hopefully, it showcases in your competition. Right, skills and drills. Yep. Another way to put it. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, I was stuff, that. Right. Yep. Yep. And, and in practice, obviously, it has a range as well. You know. Um, depending you know, on sport. Right? Depending on sport, uh, practice has different uh, intensities. But I would say once you get to a uh, higher intensity of practice, it becomes training. Yeah. Right. So there's some overlap in some of these, and a little mm-hmm. bit of gray area in between. But I think that's the probably the general way to think about it. Right. A little bit of overlap, competition. Then you've got your training, and then you've got your practice. Dang, man, you answered my next question. But before I get to that next question, uh, yeah, I, I think that the skills and tactics, like TJ was talking about, and these, another way to put it might be like foundations. Yep. Um, you know, it's literally the building blocks. If it's a sport, it is like you learning to play the sport you know, at its core level. So when you're young and yeah. you pick up a basketball, you, you kick a soccer ball, it's learning how to do those things. But then once you become more proficient, it's basically sticking to those basics and making sure that you are the best at those basics. This might be uh, diving into my fatherhood books I've been reading. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think of like practice, like a little child that's, you know, starting to crawl or starting to walk and they fail and fail and fail and they keep practicing and they keep getting up, they keep practicing and practicing. And then once they get, you know, to the point where they're starting to walk, and they can start moving more. They, it's like almost like the training aspect of it. Now they're like, they're they're going, they're going, and mm-hmm. they're just starting to get better. So I was just I was just thinking about that. When yep. Came up, so for no, sure. yeah, absolutely. I mean, literally, like that is practice. Is you know just probably failing more than than anything. And usually, when you're practicing, especially once you get to a higher level of competition and performance. Um, you're going to be practicing stuff that you're not good at. You're not going to sit around and practice the stuff that you're really good at and that you enjoy because that's not making you better at that point, right? Right. Right. So the the question that Nick kind of answered already, I'll I'll ask it anyway because we can dive into it just a little bit, uh, a little bit more in depth. But 
is would you say that you know this competition training and uh, in practice are have like really defined lines or are these pretty well blended together yeah so kind of go into that a little bit more in depth um, I do think they're blended and uh, some example might uh, some examples might be um, a shortstop <coughs> who's got to throw you know um, uh, grounders over to first right so he can obviously have some guy sitting out by the by home plate just kind of hitting slow grounders to him and he's kind of going through the motions and and throwing balls to first that could be practice right um then they actually get in a scenario where they actually he's going to actually field legit grounders coming to him that at a, at a much higher speed yep that's going to be training there's the same exact movement at different intensities or or same patterns at different intensities where one like you can't just say like well this one came off the bat at 20 miles an hour now that is practice this one came off the bat at 120 miles an hour now that's actually officially training like there's yeah. no there's no way to like you know there's no quantifiable yeah. exactly exactly like, yeah yeah so it, it is a very blurred gray line where it's like okay it almost it almost kind of depends on intent yeah a little bit absolutely so yeah. um and i think this is actually a decent place to kind of break off because i think intent is a good little uh, little side note to go about because it translates to all those things that I was talking about earlier, whether you're doing fitness competitions, whether you're doing athletic performance events or performances for your job, I think intent will really dictate intensity. And it's probably, you know, no, no, uh, no, losing my train of thought here. <laughs> no secret? Yeah, no secret. That's what I'm, I'm going to leave that in. That, that really awkward pause. And it's no secret that they have the same root word, intensity and intent. Right. But uh, that, you know, having the right intent about your training or your fitness is going to directly impact, um, you know, you know, whether you're doing competing training or, uh, you know, practicing. So, yeah. I, you know, a, a lot of what I learned from, you know, those realms is like football practice. Cause you know, that was my sport in high school. Uh, you know, we used to break away depending on position and the intent was to work on fundamentals skills for that position. Okay. Then they brought back the team together, and now we're going through some training where we're doing like real life scenario, but it wasn't full game speed, right? You're working on what could happen when we run these plays, and you run it through there. And then so once Friday hit, now you're ready to go. And you've put right. everything, you put all that work in place to work on the fundamentals, so you know your skill set's there, mm -hmm. okay? You, you've gone through every situational thing that could possibly happen, so your you're, you're, you're head's in it, and then now you're adding that intensity. It's, it's absolute go time. But was the intensity there for competition training in practice? No, it changed it right. through different you know segments. Right. So, so what might happen, uh, and we can just keep this example because it's really simple. It's Super Bowl week. If anybody, it's actually the week after the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we're celebrating the Chiefs. We when better this comes be. Out. If not, we'll all be really sad. So we're still happier at this point. <laughs> but um, so what would happen if that intensity was just dialed up to 100% the entire week? Probably be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Besides injury, I mean, there's a million uh, physical repercussions that you would have on top of mental repercussions from just banging your head against a wall every day in every training session. <laughs> I say training session, like yeah. in every single session. Yeah, I mean, adrenaline spikes. AD, you'd have so many freaking problems. Right. You also, it's, it's very hard to practice anything going 100%. Exactly. You know, you, at some point, you have to slow well, down and break it down. Yeah, so you move like a train wreck. You know, and then your body would fall apart, and that's where the injury part. You know, but man, you're going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to an injury. <laughs> so we use this example for football, but 
do you guys think that it translates well just for that everyday person? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so, so basically you're saying if, you know, so-and-so, even if you don't have a competition, you know, fitness competition, we'll just say CrossFit competition this mm-hmm. week, there's really no reason that you should be going competition intensity every day. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this weekend we've got uh, three guys, uh, Tuan, uh, Coach Tuan, uh, Joey, and also Connor. They are going to compete this weekend down in Springfield. Um, I don't know the name of the CrossFit Midwest competition. Meltdown. Midwest Meltdown. Shout out my old gym, CrossFit Provision. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so they're going to go compete there. Um, I fully, and I've talked to Tuan, so I know what they're what they're doing this week. They're not competing. Like they've dialed back the uh, the load that they are moving. Right, so they're reducing intensity from from that standpoint. Uh, they may do a little bit more volume, or may have done a little bit more volume early in the week, but they'll dial that back as the week gets in. So the week will begin will look very much like a combination of practice and moderate training for them. Because they, they've, they've, they've been on the higher end of training at the weeks leading up to it, and they can dial that back down, make sure they're fresh and they're healthy for the competition. You see the same thing in the NFL. I was going to say, the uh, Chiefs are doing the exact same thing. Right. They, like, by the time that, that the Chiefs got to go into the Super Bowl, like, and I think every week in the NFL looks the same. It's like you compete, then they, these guys take Monday off, and then on Tuesday it's like practice. Yeah practice a day of training and then practice and then game again right so it it goes in ebbs and flows right so to your point if you come in every day or i think where you're getting at with this with the i am going to compete today mindset it is god awful for your body and for your mind you just can't do it you can't you have got to come in with the um and understand that there's intent behind the day that may be a practice day or a training day. And some days will push training towards the competition level. And, and, and here's a little bit different. So I think you'll often hear us talk about, you know, how are you feeling today, right? Because everyone's going to have a different intent. And so we'll, we'll explain the intent of how we, at least at our gym, uh, of the workout, what the intent is. But we're always like, hey, listen to your body. If you guys don't feel great today, tone it back. You know, turn this into a practice day or, you know, turn this into a training day and then, or if you feel unbelievable, now it's go time. No. Right, right. And I, we actually kind of talked about this before. Um, and I think you make a great point, TJ, about not every athlete being the same. You know, we, uh, we work with, uh, with some, some youth soccer players mm-hmm. and a lot of these soccer players play multiple sports. And it's, it's very important to understand the you know the the person that maybe just came off a basketball game maybe even that night and they're coming to you know a a soccer program that is focused on strength and conditioning but that person's intensity is very much different than the person that hasn't done anything since the last training session three nights ago we can still implement the same you know uh principles but the intensity has to be very, very different. Right. And the biggest part is communication and understanding yeah. that um, and helping, you know, that athlete understand that uh, at a young age, especially with those youth athletes, right? Right, into the ground right, you know. right. And that's how, that's how overtraining and injuries and then people have to come see me as a physical therapist. And it's good <laughs> it's, for my business, it's, but not good for your body. It's, so. a, it's a tough concept. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think that a lot of people would say or a lot of coaches would say with regards to CrossFit specifically um, to check your ego at the door. But really, that applies checking your ego at the door to, to any sport that you're participating in. Um, and it kind of goes back to why we why we kind of harp on this podcast about having a coach, because it can be really hard to look in the mirror and go and, 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 and tell yourself, like, 
today's a day where I'm, I need to put the brakes on, especially because when you get to practice and there are other guys, you know, fielding balls at 100% with, with, you know, borderline competition intensity, that you're gonna feel like you shouldn't do that, but you may have just had a doubleheader basketball game the day before and barely be able to freaking run, you know? So it's like being able to talk to your coach, you know, hey, Coach Pat, Mm -hmm. I just had a doubleheader. Hey, you know what? Go over there, take some grounders, you'll be good, I understand, we're all right. Like being able to have those conversations with a coach is super important. It's tough though, right? It's it's hard to dial it back. That's something that you've struggled with in the past and- I do struggle with that. You know, to me it was like, if I wasn't going absolutely hard, I wasn't making like the, the significant gains that I wanted to. It felt like someone was making progress on you. And what ended up happening is I, I, I started to experience what we call as the law of diminishing returns. I started, you know, not even getting close to the percentages I wanted to hit or, you know, hitting the times that I wanted to hit. It's because my body was just absolutely ran into the ground. And so it took for me to experience that, to, to really start to dial it back. And I still struggle with it. These guys know, um, but, I don't, don't want everyone to ever feel like that because that's not something that uh, makes training or practice or competition very fun. You don't yeah. feel good. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's something that, um, little, little, little brag, I think it's something I've done well for a long time, probably eked it out from the Marine Corps and understanding that there's training cycles to things. And um, the Marine Corps does a pretty good job for the most part of, hey, the unit is going to be intense today and the unit is going to dial it back today. So I think there was a little bit of an understanding there. Um, so like, I think it was yesterday, Pat, we did uh, two days ago, we did a workout and I, I sent you guys in a group text. I said, I'm going stupid hard today. Oh yeah. Just so you guys are aware, like Nick's full blown out a window, like <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna sprint this thing from the minute we go. But I woke up knowing hey, I feel great. This is what we're doing. I also knew the next day, Nick is not uh, not even close, right? So like, that intensity is not the same. We we kind of know that about you. Whenever there's a hero wad coming in, uh, we, we we know we know to especially when it's a body weight body weight one hero yeah. wad. But I think that that's actually a great segue because um, you mentioned the military, and you know I mentioned a couple times, uh, you know first responders, people that have to use physical performance for their job. It's a little bit different for those people as opposed to our example of NFL or somebody that has a planned competition because they know certain dates and you can literally schedule out. And this is a little bit of a tough question because how do you, as somebody that has to be kind of ready at all times for intensity, monitor how much intensity you use maybe on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? You said the military, Marine Corps uh, specifically, did a good job about that. But say, you know, you have a policeman, a firefighter, obviously you have shifts and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, how would you guys recommend, um, you know, a person in the, the, that situation to monitor their intensity and in competition training practice? Well, I'll take the some of the pluses that the that I have just been thinking about from my time in the Marines. And maybe it'll draw some parallels for anyone that's like a firefighter or law enforcement officer or what have you. Um, Marine Corps does like a lot of dry fire on the range practice, right? It means you're not putting any ra- any rounds down. You're like literally setting up in a position to fire a rifle and you are pretending as if you're practice. firing a rifle. You're literally pulling the trigger, you're doing breathing exercises and you will do, I think in basic training before we actually ever put a round down range, we dry fired for an entire week. That's every single day, all day for a week. And then you get to put rounds down range for a week. 
you know, and then after you did that and you would eventually go on to another school, but that's when you could start to do more, I would call it closer to competition or yeah. training. Yeah, because competition yeah, doesn't it's, necessarily it's crazy. work. You, well, it's a, not necessarily the right use of the, of the word, but you can think of the higher intensity, right? right, right. But you would actually do um, in your, um, in, this, in the school of infantry is where you would actually go and do more of your drills where you're moving with a rifle and you're starting to put some of these other pieces together that you had worked on in the past, okay? Um, same thing goes for uh, once I joined the fleet and was in communications, you'd put up radio antennas and then you take them down and then you put them up and then you take them down and then you put them up and you take them down and it'd be like, oh, guess what, guys? It's dark. Go outside. You put them up, you take them down because if you lose a piece and it's pitch black outside in the middle of the desert and you can't get a radio antenna up, you can't communicate with forward units, all of a sudden people die, right? So you're doing it as practice in every way, shape or form. And then you get a clock. Cool. Now can you get this thing up in a minute? Now we got that intensity starting to ratchet up to the position of almost competition. Right. Then you go to a drill where they're like, okay, cool, we're gonna put you on the side of a mountain, put up this radio antenna, because there actually is a unit out there, and there is a unit that, that needs to talk to HQ. Are you guys good? Can you get it done? And that's not even actually getting to Iraq or in Afghanistan or forward. But so there's different phases there, right? For It's the same exact thing as you would think from an athletic standpoint. Right, yeah. I don't think I could have answered them. I definitely could answer that any better myself. But, um, so I think I think now's a good time to kind of you know not necessarily wrap up, but just kind of put a bow on you know the, the things that we've talked about here. So I think maybe the three main points that we want to you know you to take away from this would be you know first of all understanding the importance of intensity and 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 then how to leverage it effectively for what you're doing. It's going to look different for somebody that's in the Marine Corps, just like Nick explained there, versus an NFL player compared to whatever your goal is, yeah, right? right? And then I think the second thing, um, you know, is, is we didn't really get into this, so we might want to talk a little bit more about this, uh, but just valuing the details, skill work, nuances of performance. Mm, that's a good one. So, because we, we, we talked about, you know, the importance of practice, but <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really dive into, like like, you know, how boring it really is, right? I guess we talked a little bit about it. I would, yeah, go ahead. Do the shit that doesn't make Instagram and do it a lot. Do it well. You can practice, you know. You can practice, yeah, 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 yeah. But most people, like, well, you know, I'm not going to do my uh, mobility work because that's not what anybody talks about or posts or it's not... It's not glorified, you know? Show me the video of the goalie that's got like the perfectly like laid out save. And what I would say would be like, how many thousands of reps have they done just watching a ball hit their hands? Yeah. Like watching it into their hands to know they, that they couldn't miss it. Yeah. No, and actually what, what kind of popped in my mind too, and it's funny because this does make Instagram and makes it crazy, but when you get so good at practicing um, the mundane, you turn into somebody like Steph Curry I don't know if right. you saw that video of him hitting like 133s God, in a row. And it's not game speed. It's not game intensity. He's literally standing in the corner. He's got somebody feeding him a ball, and he just stands there and just shoots and just shoots. Right. It's not like that happens overnight. Like, exactly. Granted, he's immensely talented, but even with immense talent, like that just doesn't happen. Yeah, like So like you can only imagine the thousands, probably millions of shots that that dude has put up from that exact spot. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, when you get to that point, your practice is like, damn, you can do that? Like, that's crazy. 
and then it just blows up all over the place. So if you get really, it's really good genetics, practice, Pat. He's got good genetics. <laughs> yeah, he's just good, good genetics. No, no, there's definitely got definitely has good genetics. The dude's like six three, and, right? You know, it's but, it's it's footwork. Yeah, without without a um, a you know a ball in your hand or a barbell in your hand, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in wrestling, we would do uh, just a lot of like shadow hand drills, right? Like when someone reaches for you, can you can you turn around and grab that wrist, right? And it's just, you don't even have anyone reaching for you. You just be doing it in a mirror, mm-hmm. right? Shadow boxing for a boxer. It's uh, Think about like mental imagery, like yeah. imagining you being successful at this and just how many hours you can put in, just like picturing things going right for you. Yeah. Well, our bodies, we have that muscle memory. And so when you get that intensity of competition, what's gonna show? It's yeah, show I mean, that mundane movement, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You'll, yeah. you, that's where that's where you would break down, right? And that's kind of the the mental the mental piece that I know we 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 didn't really touch on. You know, um, that maybe the other thing from the military that I thought that they did uh, an incredible job at is the wide range of mental practice that you go through. And obviously, they're preparing for probably the ultimate mental test, which is obviously taking lives and saving lives. And that's same thing for our law enforcement officers and our firefighters and what they have to deal with every single day. Um, same thing with, you know, ER physicians and nurses and things of that nature. It's, uh, it's those mental reps are almost the same. You could put them on the same scale here as we are talking about the physical reps as well. Visualize excellence. Yeah. And then I think the final thing that that we want to kind of drive home would just be, you know, not only understanding the importance of intensity, but understanding your current state. So your current state of fitness, performance, and intensity for you specifically. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to understand intensity, but then the second that you're working out and you know that you're, you know, supposed to be practicing, but the person next to you has an intensity day, they're, they're ready to compete today and they start going and you're like, well, crap, I got to keep up, you know, and you can't, you turn it off. Like we talked about, that becomes a problem and that that becomes when that overtraining happens so yep. um, i think i think those three things are huge you know if you you understand intensity you value those details nuances skill work um, and then just understanding yourself and when to ramp it up when to dial it back and, and if you don't what do you do nick oh crap you find a coach yeah do that it's the answer to everything <laughs> That was like the most on the spot I think I've ever put anybody. So guys, I was, um, I was about to walk away. Yeah. You no, know, he was literally like, he's like, I'm done. done. Nick was in his car. <laughs> but uh, but no, that's that's all for today, guys. Uh, make sure like, rate, review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. Make sure you shout us out. Um, tell your us, friends about us. Tell your friends. And practice. Follow us on Instagram, Sweat Daily Podcast. We're look, hey, we're going to be putting out a Facebook page soon, too, so follow us on Facebook. That's right. And as always, um, sweat daily. Later. <laughs> <laughs>